presence of the Lord, just kind of reach it into your world. Won't you lift both hands and tell God, thank you. Thank you for reaching to me. Thank you for calling my name. Thank you for allowing me to hear and recognize it's your voice. I'm not going to pass this moment up. I'm going to tell you, Father God, that I know it's your voice calling me. My logical mind doesn't want me to believe it. My rational thought process is even now trying to discredit the moment and talk me out of what I feel. But God, here I am. You're calling me. You're calling me. Just tell the Lord you're calling me. I recognize it. I don't know everything you want me to do, Father. I don't know everything you want me to say. I don't even know where you want me to go, God. But if you'll just keep on calling, I'll keep on following. If you'll just keep on beckoning, I'll keep on reaching. I'll move when you say move, Holy Ghost. I'll stop when you say stop. But oh God, I hear your voice. These are God moments where God shapes entire lives. That's why I don't rush past these moments in favor of just diving right into preaching. It's moments very similar to these that I was called to the ministry. And I recognize where I am. I hear the voice of God calling people. Now, he's calling young people to ministry and young people to service, but he's also calling some people who've gotten distracted. You've chased the wrong things for a little while. You've been running after some stuff that really wasn't God-inspired. And you walked in this house today a little bit confused. Somewhat shaken in your faith. The voice of the adversary keeps telling you, you never were called anyway. You never were anointed anyway. That was all just a dream and a game they were playing with your emotions. And you come in here today, your head's reeling. You got your feet set wide apart because your knees are weak. You're not even sure what you're going to do. But I'm here to tell you, the Holy Ghost says, focus back on my voice for a little while. I want to reorient you. There's a true north that's being reset in some people's lives. You can get too close to magnetizing forces of the wrong team, and those magnifying forces, magnetizing forces, can cause your true north to be altered. But there's a reset of the true north in the house. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to say something before I'm. My time hadn't started, but here's what I feel in the Holy Ghost. Got a watch on my wrist that is attuned to the atomic nuclear clock. And it's supposed to reset itself. That's the reason I bought it supposed to reset itself 
But I was reading in the fine print the first day I got it. And it says, from time to time, you'll be in circumstances where heavy magnetizing forces will confuse the ability of your watch to reset. And you will have to take it off your wrist. Manually press the reset button. And the way you know it's resetting is you can watch it because the watch will go in reverse for one cycle and then it will reset on the true place it was supposed to be oriented from in the beginning. Not come to prophesy to somebody in the Holy Ghost. Some of you have been around some magnetizing forces that got you all centered, got you a little bit confused, got you out of sync with the Holy Ghost. And here you are, you're wandering around, what to do? But I come to prophesy somebody into a destiny-altering moment. This reset time. This reset time. There it is. <laughs> the forces that got me marching to the wrong time thought, don't want me to hit the button. Hell's trying to get me off center. Confuse me, say, don't do it. I'm telling you, your logical mind's playing games with you right now. Your flesh is playing games with you right now. It's saying, don't do it. Don't move it. Don't touch it. And the Holy Ghost is saying, I dare you. Somebody asked him, Glenn, why'd you buy that watch? I said, I bought the watch. Because every other watch I've got is an automatic yet mechanical watch. And the only way to reset that watch and keep it on pace is you gotta shake it every now and then. Those high dollar mechanical watches, you can't just put them on the shelf and leave them alone. To make those Rolexes work, you gotta grab it up and shake it a little bit. And I said, you know what? I got tired of shaking things up all the time. What I wanted to do was buy a watch that would get me on automatic and I could just cruise through the rest of my time schedule. But I've come to tell somebody in the house of God, God says you've been walking the comfort road way too long. I'm about to have you shake yourself a little bit. On a count of three, I want you to just turn around complete circle about two or three times. Are you ready? One, two, three. Just do it like this. <laughs> You're going to shake it up. 
Get those ambitions off the shelf. Get that godly anointing off the shelf. Get that Holy Ghost dream off the shelf and shake it up a little bit in the house today. of your God to try to get you in a place where you can reorient yourself. You'll be walking down the hall of that school. Everybody else is having a good time. All of a sudden you'll feel something leap up in your spirit, man. You're like, my God, what was that? I'll tell you what it was. It's the Holy Ghost trying to reset just a little bit. The Holy Ghost says you gotta break away. You gotta get away from everybody else. You can't get no signal where you are. You gotta get alone sometimes. That's why this separation business is a real good thing. That's why this 
kicking uh, Kleenexes in the eye is a real good thing. That, that's why separating yourself from the world is a real good thing. People think we're crazy. But every now and then, God says, I need to set you apart. So I, I read on in my instruction. I'll be done here in a second. I, hey, I got two minutes on my self-imposed time limit. But here, I kept reading. And here's what the instructions said. You got two choices on this baby right here. You can get away from the things that's muddying your signal. And you can climb up high enough to where you're past the obstructions. And once you get past the obstructions, you'll get a little signal. And it said every single time, it don't have to be looking for it at all. But when it notices a strong signal, it's already preset to tune into the signal because it knows there's going to be places where there are none. I come to SEYC and the Holy Ghost to let you know it's time to get on up a little bit higher because there's something in the Holy Ghost that's saying, I've been waiting for this moment all month long. God said, I'm about to send something to you. We're going to send warring angels to Haiti to cut away the distraction, cut away the powerful forces that be, and create a clear, clear path to traverse so resources can reach those that are hungry. We're going to do that. Somebody say in Jesus' name. You can get higher, or if you can't get higher, you can just press the reset. Sometimes I got spiritual ambition, and I climb on up a little higher. But sometimes I'm in a house like tonight, and I like today, and hell's got my eyes being half shut. All right. And Satan says, I hold you down. I'll keep you locked in this seat. I'll keep you locked up in your discouragement. I'll keep you locked up in your negative peer pressure that says don't worship. I'll keep you locked up in this conference and you can't make a move. You know what I say to the Holy Ghost in the moments like this? Don't, uh, the adversary moments like this? I got a Holy Ghost reset, babe. You don't try to taunt me. Don't try to shove me in a corner. Don't try to back me down. I'll just reach up and say, reset! And the God of glory reached down, boom, and put me back in sync with where I need to be. Now, that's all exciting stuff. But here's what the Lord spoke to me this morning. I was sitting in the lobby of the Fairfield Inn with my third fat cream cheese and my strawberry jam on my semi-warmed blueberry bagel. My hair was sticking up on one corner and a whole bunch of people in this conference were crowded in the lobby and so I got into a seat by myself. Because when I was walking off that elevator, the Holy Ghost said, if you get played in a place, I want to tell you something. So I got all my bagels situated. 
I sat down and I said, Holy Ghost, talk to me. And the Lord said, I can't say it was the jam, the cream cheese, or the bagel, but they all three good. But I'll tell you this. Here's what the Lord said. The Lord said, I want you to call my people. The way I'm getting past my timer is I hadn't preached. I'm not done, but this is it. The Lord said this. I want you to call my people to a season of fasting. Oh, I know. <laughs> I didn't resonate real That's okay. Let me tell you this story. My mother was a very confused lady locked up in a non-spirit-filled church. She had just had her first baby at 20 years old. She was hungry for God, but she didn't know. And a revival came along. It was a tent revival. And they said something about the Holy Ghost being poured out. My mom had never heard of the Holy Ghost. She went down to that little meeting. And she said, I walked in, sat on the back seat. And when the preacher said, does anybody want the Spirit? She said, I leapt to my feet, grabbed my little baby and ran down the front. She said, I didn't know what I was in for. He laid hands on me and I began to speak with tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. She said, then they started talking in the following services. They started talking about prayer and fasting. And that if you pray and you fast, God would do tremendous things. She said, I didn't know any better. And so I said to God around an altar, I will not take another bite of food until my husband receives the Holy Ghost. My daddy was a town drunk. He was drunk every single day of his life. Multiple arrest, all kind of DUIs. That's who he was. And she said, I'll not take another pile of food until God fills it with the Holy Ghost. Day one turns to day three. Day three turns to day five. Day five turns to day seven. On day 10, my drunken father burst into the room and tore the whole house up before going back out to the bars to drink that night. Day 11 turned to day 12. Day 14 turned to day 19. Day 19 turned to day 22. Day 22 turned to day 27. And on day number 28, <laughs> my drunk father stumbled in the living room at 4.45 and he said, Blue, that was my mama's nickname. Preach about her in the morning. Blue, what time's that service start tonight? <laughs> she said, I couldn't hold my enthusiasm. She said, I think it's about seven days. You want to go? He said, I'd sure like to go tonight. He was lit up, he was drunk, and three sheets in the wind, but he stumbled in an old Holy Ghost brush harder. feeding her baby, cooking supper for her in-laws for 28 solid days. The only thing she had done was drink a little water all day long. Holy Ghost, save my husband. Holy Ghost, save my husband. God reach him. 
my daddy takes over the story from here. He said, I sat down on that back row and I made a conscious decision. I will not move. I don't care what they say. He said, but buddy, they got the singing. He said, that Holy Ghost started shaking me. He said, I was white knuckle in the back of that seat. He said, I'm not going to get up. He said, but the rest of the story is this, son. I woke up. I was on my knees at the front of that altar with my hands in the air. I was talking in tongues. He said, I've been talking in tongues for 50 years. I want you to know, Holy Ghost, there's something about praying. There's something about fasting. There's something about breaking it away that God says, he's done. Here's what I'm saying. We got that reset going on in the house. I hadn't talked to any of your pastors, but I think they'd be fine with it. I'm asking some people for the next seven Wednesdays in a row. When you get up until supper time, if you'll say, Brother Massey. I won't eat a bite of food unless I'm a diabetic or unless I have to take medicine to keep my stomach right. But I'm going to fast because I want to see the Holy Ghost shake up my city. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, there's a wave of the Holy Ghost blowing all over this building right now. So if you're with me, we're going to do two things right now. Today, Pastor. I'm 
I'm going to block out a bunch of stuff. I'm going to block out a bunch of stuff. Because commitment needs to be matched with movement. For those of you who want to join me on that seven-day fasting journey, why don't you get out of your seat and come up around this front. Get all, if you're here first, put your toes up against this thing because there are people who are coming to get you behind you. Get as close as you can to the front. God save my husband. God save my daddy. My mom and daddy's marriage is rocky, but I'm going to start fasting and praying. God's about to do some Holy Ghost healing. Our little church has never had revival before, but I believe if I start a Holy Ghost, Fast. Praying and fasting. That's right. I'm giving you time. You don't got to hurry. Just come on down here. If you're here early, just keep your head bowed or close your eyes and talk to God a little bit. We're just giving people time to get out of the risers a little bit. It's a little bit of a journey for them. I don't want them to miss a moment. I want everybody who wants to be in on it. Hallelujah. If you're looking for space, there's some over here in this corner. There'll be a little space over in that corner if you need it. Look at them coming, they're coming. We're about to start a revolution. We're about to start a Holy Ghost revolution. Hallelujah. First two souls I won to God. Myself as a teenager came after about a five-day fast. When I said, God, I want to set myself aside and you've got to use me. I'm talking to every missionary kid that's being called to missions. I'm talking to every revolutionary. I'm talking to every athlete that's got some influence. It's time for you to leverage that into the spiritual arena. Talking to every cheerleader who folk follow you because of what you do, it's time. I'm talking to every social media influencer. We got people in this building got thousands of followers. It's time for you to quit taking selfies and make you look good and dive up into some spiritual influence and say, hey guys, you want to join me? I'm going on a seven day from the time I wake up to supper time in the evening. I'm not going to eat. I'm just going to drink water. I'm seeking God to revolutionize our country. Our country is in a wreck and a mess. But fasting and praying kids can turn it all around. We're going to set this course right. Some of you live in places where poverty's got you around the neck. Gang violence has got you afraid to go out after dark. But we're going to break the curse. Now here, I want you to repeat after me. I don't do a lot of that stuff, and then we're just going to begin to pray. I want you to repeat after me. Father God, I'm doing my best to set myself apart 
commit to seven Wednesdays in a row of fasting. I recognize I will be challenged. But I commit to giving my best effort. The only reason I do this is so I can shut every other voice out. I can block out every other influence and so I can reset my true north and be the disciple you call me to be. In Jesus' name. Father, right now, by the power of the Holy Ghost, Father, with the power of the Holy Ghost, I pray you look down on this address in Alabama. And I want you to see committed, set-apart hearts. And by the authority of the Holy Ghost and on the principles of the Word of God, I unleash a spiritual revolution from this building that stretches to our churches, to our towns, and to our schools. By the power of the Holy Ghost and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ,